Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire and welcome to Master Leadership. Great leaders ask great questions and this podcast takes you on a journey to master leadership with questions that matter to leaders who matter with your host, Lily Sinabria. Hi, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership, where we connect with leaders worldwide to gain insights on important topics to help us on our journey towards greater significance. If you would like to participate as a guest, or if you have a question that you would like to ask a guest, go to masterleadership.org for more information. Simon Severino is the father of three and scaler of businesses. In 19 years of entrepreneurship, Simon Severino has executed hundreds of go-to-market strategies with B2B teams around the globe. He scaled his own consultancy and has retired from operations. He reached financial freedom and became an investor. Since then, he has helped thousands of entrepreneurs reach financial freedom and have a business that runs without being dependent on them. Today, Simon shares his blueprints with B2B leaders like you. He's excited to help you scale faster than ever. Our interview will begin right after messages from our sponsors. Have you been wanting to launch your podcast and just haven't found the right resources? I launched Master Leadership Podcast in 2016, and it now ranks in top 1% globally. I've gathered all I've learned and created Master Your Podcast in a Weekend course on Master Your Swag app so that you have everything you need to share your voice with the world, minus those excuses. So download Master Your Swag app on Google or Apple platforms to access the Master Your Podcast course and launch your podcast this weekend. So welcome, Simon Severino. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Hello, Lily. Hello, everybody. (laughs) I love your energy, Simon. Are you ready to pour into our listeners? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. Okay. So, Simon, tell us a bit about your path to leadership and what you're doing now. I wasn't born as a leader. I was a kid who wanted to be alone, read a book about people who are dead 100 years ago, and that's it. Okay, you were but then life, Yeah, but then life happens. And so I figure out by working hard in a big consultancy that I'm good at one thing, but I'm utterly unemployable. <laughs> a bunch of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Most listeners probably are, right? Right. And these are the kind of people, if you need to build something, then hey, build it. Mm-hmm. So I was that kind of person. I was on a mission. I just didn't know it yet. And uh, I had to learn the skills first. So I did that. I was in a big consultancy, learned the skills. I flew to New York to do strategy advisory, market entry strategy for European companies in the US market. I flew to Paris. I flew to Shanghai. I flew to Beijing to help everybody with go to market until I knew the ins and outs and I was confident enough. All right, I have saved now. 
uh, half a year runway. I know how to do it. Now there is no excuse. Pretty soon, I was the bottleneck of my own growth, of my own team, because you can do it for a while. But when you are a solopreneur, very quickly after you hit those 35K per month, 50K per month, and then there is just a limit of your time. You cannot be in Paris and New York in the same day. So you become the bottleneck of your own growth. This is where I was. And I felt miserable. Some people might say, well, but you had a ton of revenue. Yeah, but revenue doesn't make you happy. Fulfillment is what it's about. If you can do something that fulfills you and have those repeatable, reliable income streams, that's what you want to go for, right? But if you are having great revenue, but you have no life to enjoy it, that's where I was. I had to fire myself from operations. And now... If you ask me, me as a leader, I think that was the moment when I was called into leadership. Moving from I am the star to I am the galaxy here. My team is the star. Everybody is the star. There is no one person bottleneck. It's the method. What is it that helps people double revenue in 90 days? It's not Simon. Yeah, they call Simon and say, hey, come on, help me with sales. Yeah, but it's not Simon. If you would interview me, hey, what do you do in week zero, in week one, in week two? I can tell you exactly the process. And so I interviewed myself, basically, and I took this process, created a course, and it became the Strategy Sprints method. So I started teaching my colleagues. With the help of a business coach, I fired myself from operations. I got Simon two levels above fulfillment. That was, for me, the moment that I would call the leadership moment. I, I was called to step up and I could take that or you know shy away from it. I was afraid, but I took it. And that was my leadership moment. And it was then much easier than I thought. The first client, my wife said, yeah, but they call Simon and then they get another coach. How will they react? It wasn't a problem at all. I told them, here's your coach, it's Rudy. And they go, okay. It wasn't hard at all. And then I had enough to do because now I was coaching the coaches and taking care of new growth tasks, working on form, fit, and function of the sales systems, working on form, fit, and function of the revenue system, writing the first book about what we do, etc. I had the same tasks, but on a higher level now. And it was a challenge. I took it and I grew from there. And this is now what I share with my clients. I help them do exactly that transition. And that transition is not easy, clearly. And I would venture to say you were a leader even before you fired yourself because we have to have a certain mindset, right? You spoke about fear. You spoke about lack of fulfillment. You spoke about being that bottleneck. Certainly as entrepreneurs, we understand that. And I love how you you talked about you needed the help of a coach. Why is coaching so important here? Whenever I grow over my limits, quite regularly, I feel that I am called for something bigger and I take it. I like it. And so I jump into it. But at the same time, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> You're moving so from for example, the galaxy? <laughs> yeah, that was a much bigger energy to hold, a much bigger responsibility that I was used to. I was used in running large transformation projects, strategy projects with 11 people. I was okay with managing 11 people, managing a project, managing outcomes. That was my home turf. 
but scaling a business was new for me. And so whenever I take on something that is three steps bigger, I always hire somebody who is an expert in it and who can walk me through it. So when I did my first triathlon, I hired a triathlon coach, of course. And uh, there was so much to learn for me, which shoes to pick, how much to train, do I need to change my diet? And for them, it's easy. They go, this is your training plan. Eat whatever you want. Just drink less. And this is the time you need to run. And this is your training plan. So for them, it was easy because they have the blueprints. And so the same thing is with a business coach. If you can find a good business coach, that's so much easier because they have done it. I would advise to take somebody who did it, not just somebody who talks about stuff, but somebody who did it, not did it like 40 years ago, did it recently because they have the blueprints. They will tell you, hey, if you do this, this happens. Go directly for that. You don't need more than seven hours of this. Don't waste time in marketing. Go for sales. Fire yourself. These are key inflection points that somebody who did it can share with you. That's the external thing, getting the training plan, getting the blueprints. For me, this is key. And then there is also the internal thing that it's just so much easier if I have somebody to talk on a regular basis. They keep me accountable. I cannot shy away. Because when you step from the comfort zone into that learning zone, there will be weeks and days where you try to sneak back into your old world. Your subconscious mind is just pulling you back. They know now we need to survive. Yeah, exactly. You will find some excuses. And in that moment, it's good to have your weekly accountability check-in with your coach. So that's why the Strategy Sprints Method is a weekly coaching. Because every week, people prepare. They don't want to come to their coach unprepared and say, no, I didn't do it. We are humans. We don't want to let people down. And so that creates accountability. That creates that momentum. And I always say, when you are rolling, when the stone is rolling, it's harder to stop it than to just continue rolling. And that's the power of coaching. It's the space that holds you, it's the blueprint, but it's also that momentum that you pick up. And then it's harder to stop yourself because the only problem is if you stop yourself. There is nothing else in entrepreneurship. You stopping yourself. That's the only problem. I love what you're talking about. And it's so important, so needed. You spoke about the strategy sprints method. And I see something in the back. Is that a book? Yeah. Came out with my book, Strategy Sprints. It's on Amazon. And I'm so happy because it took me 17 years to write it in the field. You know, I was solving the sales problems of the BMWs, of the Googles, etc. And then when I got it, I said, ah, no, this works. Then I saved it as a blueprint. And it became one of the 270 for templates that we use in the Sprint University with our clients. And so I said, wait a moment, how can we share this with more people? Because this is a tough year. Many small businesses, they need exactly these processes, these blueprints right now. How can we make this broader? And so I said, all right, it's time to write the book. And so those 17 years took me six months to literally type it and a lot of work with the editors to refine it, to make it enjoyable. Because I'm an, I'm an Italian. If I write a book in English, it's horrible. So I made a team out of it. Some really good editors and some good publishers. And we came out with this book. And now I'm so happy because people are writing letters. They're calling me, telling me that they are regaining time to enjoy their life. They have time for their kids, for their friends. Because those blueprints, 
really simplify for them. They use them as a checklist. You know, I was reading your leadership statement, and one of the things that I smiled at is you talk about how to maximize your ROL, your return on luck, <laughs> which is really clever. And it's also taking back the ability to enjoy your life. Certainly as entrepreneurs, that really speaks to us. So where can we connect with you? I hang out at strategiesprints.com. This is the easiest. The book, Strategies Prints, you find that on Amazon. And uh, I have also two YouTube channels where I go every day. I go out with some learnings. Uh, one is called Simon Severino. One is called Strategies Prints. Love it. Thank you. Now, great leaders are lifelong learners, right? So what are you learning right now? I am on a path to explore my eternal truth. That is, I'm reading spiritual works of Meister Eckhart, of the Advaita tradition, to connect deeper to my infinite self, the self that is more than just the current Simon, the, the one self that is connected to all other selves, the divine spark in everybody. Beautiful. And um, that's what I'm learning right now, that we are all divine beings, actually. And so what I'm learning right now is when I see people, to see directly the divine in them, however different they are from me. Even the people that I don't like, I still see the divine in them. I don't need to like them, but I see the divine in them. I love that. You're speaking to my heart because that is something that for sure I'm always looking to learn and we can always expand on that. I'm actually reading, it's a trilogy. I read Journey of Souls by Dr. Newman. Destiny of Souls. And then the third one is Wisdom of Souls. I think that would really spark a lot in you. So what is that book again that you were reading? Oh, this is a very old one. It's Meister Eckhart Selected Writings. That's a very old uh, okay. Christian mystic. And the rest is from the tradition of Advaita. And my spiritual teacher is Rupert Spira. He's in the UK. And he's from the tradition of Advaita, the direct path. You don't have to sit a certain way or meditate in a certain way. You just go directly to the I am, to your divine uh, essence. Thank you, Simon. Now, Simon, when you think of leadership today, what most concerns you and what are you most hopeful about? We live in times where we need what we said one second ago. We need to see the divine in everybody right now. Because think of, you know, we have different political views and we have conflicts. Okay, I live 600 kilometers away from a war here in Europe. So we have these conflicts, okay. But I think it's really important that we learn to see that we are all the same essence, the same being. So we can have conflicts. But we always, when we see another person with another view, with another color, with another whatever, we honor to that. see that in the core, in the very core, we are all the same thing. We are awareness, we are love, and the rest are just details. I think this is important because as we move forward now through recessions, inflations, and, and global conflicts, I think this is what we need to learn. Whatever the differences are in the core, we are the same, and there is only one answer to every situation. And that's love. What would love do? Oh my gosh. I can listen to you all day. <laughs> I was fighting with my kids one minute before this interview. And we, we trigger each other, right? They're kids and parents. Are they, are they teenagers? No, they're six and three, but oh, it's okay. like okay. teenagers. They trigger me. Yeah. And so 
my snappy reaction would have been to go, oh, and now you go to your room. And da, 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 da. Instead, I asked myself, what would love do? And then after three seconds, uh, asking that, then I answered. And that made the difference between, you know, doors bumping or not. And I think this is what we all need to learn to practice on a global level, on a society level. How you do little things is how you do big things, right? And so even though parenting is not a little thing, how we connect with our children is how we lead. And so having that mindset or that awareness that you needed to stop and ask that question of your child is so authentic because that is what you teach. So you live it, right? And that's super important. I know my child, he really up levels my leadership a lot. He's an adult, but he's still a teenager. And so I've got to really be aware here at home, how I speak to him, how I connect with him, how I lead him. I value that you walk the talk, Simon, even at home with your little ones. And right now, many might feel overwhelmed or in conflict right now with themselves or with others. And I would say, hey, we are all in the same boat. That's the way. There is no other way. There is nothing else than that. But in this moment, the little question, what would love do right now? I think that's a good practice. It's a great question. Now, speaking of questions, we have an option here for you, or you can do both. You can take a question from a former guest, or you can share a challenge or struggle that you learned from. Oh, let's go with a question from a former guest. So Michael Raub wants to know, what is the ultimate purpose that you are looking to achieve? Like, how are you looking to make a difference? Beautiful question. Uh, Last November, I had my mindset coach ask me this. And it was very helpful that it was a dark November here in Vienna, dark and depressive weather. And it was lockdown. And I felt very, very low energy, the lowest of my confidence and of my energy. And the blessing of that is when you are in that moment, you feel your purpose. Because mm. when you strip away everything, every gratification, every chigging, chigging, every applause, what's still there? Only your purpose. And that was a beautiful exercise and the right moment. And I connected and I said, you know what? Whatever happens tomorrow when I wake up, my mission is to open doors and turn on lights. That's what I'm here to do. Whatever happens, you can take away from me everything. What will I do tomorrow? That what is the purpose inside of my heart right now. And that is never going away. That has never changed. That was the same with baby Simon. And right now it's the same. So if you are in a very bad month, bad day, then it's easy because you have clarity about your purpose. That's a blessing. Because then it's harder to feel the purpose. And most people will tell you their goals. But if you double check the goal and say, okay, let's say your goal is to sell a million copies of your book. Okay. And now let's say I give you the guarantee you will sell 1 million copies. But I guarantee you also that you will feel miserable. Do you still see this as your big goal? Is this still your purpose? And many times we will say, oh, no, then I wouldn't do it. So usually the real purpose is to feel good, to be happy, to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to feel it in a very bad situation, in a low energy state and to connect to that. I'm with you, but it did take me a while to get there. 
it's about having people in your awareness and having people in your inner circle to speak that into you and to get you to where you need to be. Because I can think of many times when I was in my lowest and it didn't click until I opened myself to that. That's something that you have to do intentionally. And it's having that mindset of growth that you're going to grow, that your pain becomes your gain. You're going to grow in every situation, no matter what. The biggest growths I've gone through is when I've gone through the pain, maybe not at the moment, (laughs) but reflecting on the moments is a big opportunity to grow. And I love that you speak about coaching because that is key. We need someone from the outside looking and helping us to see ourselves. Absolutely. And uh, as a CEO, I have a mindset coach. And many people ask me, why do you have a mindset coach? And I say, because I'm a growing being, right? I'm evolving. I'm dynamic. I want to expand. I want to expand my understanding and my capacity to love. That's a better CEO, one that can expand his own understanding, his own limits, and his own limits in the capacity to understand and to love. That's the highest vibration, love. And we don't talk about love a lot in entrepreneurship. We don't talk about love a lot in organizations. But when I do trainings, I bring the four-letter word. It's out there. That's love. We have, a, we have a page on our website. It's the slash love, strategiesprints.com slash love. And our SEO consultant said, we have to change that. You have to call it results because you're talking about your business results. And you are confusing Google. And I say, well, Google can go F itself because <laughs> it's about love. That's why we do business in the first place. So <laughs> if they're confused, it's their problem. <laughs> You know, Simon, you have that energy. I mean, I even said to you, oh, I love you as soon as you came on because the energy that you have is love. And so you ignited that in me, my friend. I love how you walk the talk. There is nothing else than love. That's right. And the important thing is to put love in action. So as a listener of this podcast, what's a question that you would like a future leadership guest to respond to? Like, what are you curious about? Three things that make you happy on a bad day. So what are three things that make you happy on a bad day? On a bad day. Love that question. We have it in our list of questions to ask our guests. So thank you for that contribution. Now, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I'm inspired by one thing. I don't know why it's coming to my mind now, but there was a medicine man that when people would come to him for healing, he would ask, when was the last time you laughed? When was the last time you danced? When was the last time you were singing? And when was the last time you were listening to somebody with big eyes like a kid? These four questions are such beautiful questions that I would say we can all ask more. I absolutely love those questions and I really am grateful. Now, I'm just curious about your t-shirt. What does it say? Oh yeah, we are the sprinters. This is Sprinter, Strategy Sprints. So Strategy Sprints. So we become sprinters when we're part of your community. Yes, there are certified Strategy Sprints coaches from Los Angeles to Singapore right now. And yeah, we are a movement of people who want to go directly with CEOs to them feeling great and having a great time and having a ton of impact out there, which is then also financial impact for their clients and for their communities and for themselves. And that's the Sprint Life movement. And so we have t-shirts on because we're proud 
to do this and uh, you recognize us when you see us out there. <laughs> I want my t-shirt too. All right, strategysprints.com, right? Sprints with an S at the end, dot com. Yes. And your book, Strategy Sprints on Amazon. And I want to thank you so much, Simon, for adding value to me and to our listeners. It's been lovely. Hey, Lily, you're such an amazing host. This was wonderful. Thank you for this. In closing, here's a quick message. Coaching is the art of influence that underpins leadership in the 21st century. It is the very thing that can get you from being stuck to being extraordinary. So go to masterleadership.org and sign up to get a free coaching session. Until next time, continue to ignite that leader in you.